It is good that God's Holy Spirit abides with us, dwells with us. During these days, we find encouragement and we live in a blessed time as we're able to um, be together via the internet. Well, we are here in Elkhorn Village and while no one is in the parking lot, it is a beautiful, beautiful day. And God has chosen to help us be encouraged through his creation. And I want to encourage you as your pastor to to get outside. Just as we're practicing social distancing here, there's a space of separation. Uh, You can go outside and there's more flexibility, more latitude in terms of being able to spread out and be outside in God's creation. So I want to encourage you this afternoon to go outside, have a time of prayer play, enjoy God's presence and the presence of others at a distance. Well, a couple of things uh, I want to start off with today. And one is a story that has kind of been archived in my mind that I called up this week that I feel like relates well. It's a story that took place in Enterprise, Alabama. Uh, I have some friends that serve in United Methodism in and through that area. And Back several years ago, there were crops that were planted and this one crop was planted, it was corn. And farmer after farmer after farmer had relied on this for their livelihood. Year after year, it had come up, giving them the ability to have it manufactured and have a wage from it, have uh, income from it. But unfortunately, in the early 1900s, a pest entered that crop, and it was a bow weevil. And that bow weevil devastated the cotton crops of that day. Uh, Farmers, many of them, were put out of business and had to to sell off their farms. And and one of the unfortunate things was they, they had to to tempt it again. And so they said, let's try it again. And maybe we've ridded ourselves of this past that's been so devastating. But what they found was they they could not eradicate it. It was drawn to that cotton and many lost everything. I'm going to come back because I want to talk about possibilities. We're going to revisit that story in just a minute. But I want us to look at 2 Kings story that I've come to love, chapter 6, verse 15 and following, and it's the story of Elisha. You'll remember he was the successor of Elijah, or you may remember that, in the Old Testament. And he had a servant that attended to him and with him. And that servant uh, bedded down in the same camp as him. And there were warring kings against Elisha. And one morning, He woke up, the servant did, and all he could see were the forces, the militia of military men and horses and chariots. And so he said to Elisha, look, look, there are so many around us that are warring against us. And so we we kind of pick up with that. And I... I'm going to pick up at verse 17. 
And Elisha turned and he said to his servant, Lord, open his eyes so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha, this heavenly host that had now been made visible to Elisha's servant. Verse 18, and the enemy came down toward him and Elisha prayed, strike our enemy, this army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elijah had asked. Verse 19, and Elisha told them, this is not the road he was saying to the enemies. This is not the road and this is not the city. Follow me and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. And he led his enemy and their forces to Samaria. And so they were spared. And what I love about that story is the perspective in the prayer that that came about from Elisha to his servant. He was compassionate toward his servant in saying, Lord, open his eyes and help him to see that there are much, there's more uh, for us than against us. And it it takes me all the way to Romans chapter eight, where the writer of Romans says, if God is for us, who can be against us? And so there there are a number of things that that can come out of difficult and challenging situations as we're in right now with COVID-19. And from this narrative in the Old Testament, Elijah's servant was able to go through a transformation through one prayer of his master, Elisha. And one, if you have your message notes, was he was able to move from a state of blindness to sight. He was able to see things as they really are. Uh, One Christian psychiatrist says, people don't see things as they are. They see things as they are. So often we bring our life experiences in to our perspective and we see things in a very myopic, narrow kind of way from our own experience. And yet as followers of Christ, God encourages us to see the whole picture, to see with fresh sight, not just our finite experience, but an experience spiritually that helps us to have a wide angle perspective on all that is happening. You know, this time has has been interesting. I've thought about and and wrote in my journal what this time has been like for me. And and I think one is we've, we've gotten a heavy dose of reality. I think if we looked back, we would see that in some ways we have lived artificially not as authentically as we're having to live now. There are things that we took for granted. Freedoms, moving about, having things to do and being able to travel to those. Meeting with others and and the loss of community. 
And even time, I don't know about you, but my sense of time is all out of whack. It's, it's hard to know exactly what day it is because of the strangeness of this period as we're sheltering into place, as we're distancing socially. But Sunday has helped. And having this as part of my routine has helped segment the time for me and divide it in a way that I, I begin to know, okay, Sunday's coming. I get to at least communicate with my folks. And I want to say, I, I miss you guys. I really do. And this is also a time, I think, where God is allowing us to be confronted with all the trappings that we've counted on with materialism for all the things that we've taken for granted. And if we've not thought about God, if you know someone that has not thought about God, I, I would wager to bet that subject is coming to the surface. So I say all this and saying, can we see the possibilities even in the difficulty? One of the things that happened for Elisha's servant as he prayed, as he was able to move from a spirit of being overwhelmed and defeated to having courage. I bet he was just amazed when Elisha led the enemies to Samaria unharmed. He didn't harm them. What an act in many ways of compassion. And, and as he led them, I wonder if Elisha could see more clearly God's hand when he was in the face of danger. Brother Lawrence, who was a monastic spiritual leader in 1642, stepped aside from his typical life into a life of contemplative dedication. And he thought about some of the tragedies that had been a part of his life. And, and he wondered, would anything be made good of those? And he, he wrote this word on the other side of those tragedies because he saw the redemptive nature of God, that God, as we said last week, doesn't waste anything. He said in a prayer, God, you've outwitted me again. When I thought all was lost, you were able to redeem good things. And so this servant of Elisha, as Elisha had this prayer, Lord, help him to see, open his eyes and help him to see that there are greater forces that you are present and the ones that we lean into are greater than these that we see before us. Do not be afraid, he said to the servant, for there are more with us than there are with them. God has a way of outwitting us when we think all is lost. And that's embedded in that scripture from Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And so I go back to that Old Testament narrative of Joseph. And you'll remember Joseph, you may remember the, the one, the coat of many colors. 
and, and how he was taken from his father by his very own brothers. And, and he, he was sold into slavery and he ascended into leadership by the providence and sovereignty of God. And later, during famine, his brothers were forced to come and stand before him. And once he revealed himself, they thought, we are going to perish. It is over for us. We're done. And he said, what you meant for evil, God has used for good. And he forgave them. God can play tricks even on the fallen things of this world. Tragedies, difficulties, times of challenge. And so we talked about how this time is different. And and one of the redemptive things I think can come about is gratitude. You know, so often we we capture gratitude um, in Thanksgiving, right around the holidays. I think we can begin to see our eyes are now open to what we thought were entitlements are now blessings. To be able to travel, to be able to be in community with others safely, to have, one of the things I I think we're going to learn as a culture, and I think those of us who are in Christ need to, to reaffirm this, is we can live on less. I think God is teaching us that we're going to make it. And I'm not diminishing those who are in the face of economic, economic challenges, but I do believe that we can become more minimalistic. I think we can live on less. One of the things that someone mentioned to me not long ago was in the last couple of weeks how countries who wouldn't have otherwise are cooperating together to face off with this global pandemic. But I think the greatest thing and what God is doing is raising the conversation about God. That I think there's a a receptivity and an openness that maybe we've not seen. That doesn't mean we enter into conversations arrogantly or though, although we have... uh, some good news. We don't have all the answers, but I, th- I think we can we can be forthright about our faith and give faith away. And some people may look to our faith until they have it. Enterprise Alabama. Some were put completely out of business. Some were devastated. But others said, maybe this is a good excuse for us to do something different. And so they had heard about the resilience of peanuts. And so they cleared the field, the residue of cotton, and they planted and buried the peanut plant. And it reaped a great harvest. Year after year, it became a cash crop. They were able to pay off their debts. And to this day, if you drive through Enterprise in Alabama, and there in the city square, 
is a monument, and it's a monument to the only insect that has ever been celebrated in a statue. It's a bow weevil. They were able to take something that was challenging, even devastating, and make good from it. I believe as followers of Christ, we have the opportunity to see this as a great excuse. Maybe you've been wondering, should I make that decision of faith? Should I take that next step with God? Should I further my education once we're over this window of, of uh, safe distancing? Should I try something new? I think even the church has a message that we can pull off some things we didn't think we could. So God wants to do something great in you and through you. And so be encouraged. May he open your eyes to the possibilities and how he will outwit evil. We're going to hear an old hymn that should be comforting to you. It's familiar as we continue to pray together.
Let us pray together.